Welcome to the Aquarian Living Podcast. I am Naomi Richardson, your host. I am a Kundalini Yoga teacher, life and meditation coach, and I am here to create a connection with others who live mindfully through the practice of Kundalini Yoga, wellness, and spirituality. Welcome to episode 12. Um, I hope that everyone is doing okay or doing well. Uh, Things have been very strange and weird in our world, Uh, but I hope everybody has found a way to enjoy their time being um, stuck in the house or stuck in their neighborhood. I know I have. It's been nice to kind of just let things go. Um, I feel really well rested. I've been sleeping really well, better than I have in like years. (laughs) So I guess that's um, just part of just letting things go and just relaxing and not being so go, go, go. So I hope everybody's found the time to relax and just see the good in their lives and be grateful. Um, With that said, um, today... I am putting out this episode. It's been a while. I have not been consistent. And I will say this is a conversation with my guest about what's going on in the Kundalini world. Um, I will tell you that we did this via Skype and I don't think I know how to do the Zoom Skype thing. I think I had other windows running in the background. It was such an awesome conversation, but when I went back to re-listen to the recording, I completely was skipping out the whole entire time. So um, thankfully, my guest was very clear. So I had to edit this episode like crazy. It's not perfect. I had to let that go. I did salvage a lot of the conversation. Um, So after editing, I did sound and I don't know what happened there. I don't know what happened. Um, Some parts sound louder than others. I don't know. I have to let it go. But it's a good conversation. Um, My guest makes some really great points. And um, yeah, I just had to let it go. So sorry about it not being perfect. I really like my episodes to be perfect and sound good. But you know, this is how it goes right now. So, um, my first guest is, uh, Shannon earth tree, formerly known as city Cottom. She was my first guest on the podcast. So it was so good talking to her again. And this wasn't so much of an interview as in just a conversation. Um, she contacted me and just wanted to talk more about the whole, um, uh, situation in the Kundalini yoga world and uh, Yogi Bhajan. I met Shannon. She was one of my teachers in my Kundalini yoga training. So she's been doing this practice for 18 years. So it was really interesting hearing how she's moving forward. So I hope you enjoy it. She has some really good insights. And I always love talking to her. So let's go ahead and begin. So how's everything going as far as like the COVID stuff? How are you guys feeling? How are you? We're good. 
I mean, I think we're pretty, we're pretty set. Yeah. Like I'm actually work wise, I'm busier than usual. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and my daughter's school is continuing. They have three more weeks left and my husband has his work since he works the school. He's the tech teacher. So he's extremely busy. Yeah. So we're all doing good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, well, and I feel like I need some time off because this is like a hibernation time, really. Yeah. I feel like I want to, you know, do that. Um, but yeah, everything's good. And we're just getting out for a long walk or a hike every day. And yeah, we're just staying home. How are you? Um, it's weird here. <laughs> you know, um, we're good though. I'm homeschooling, mm-hmm. not taking it so seriously, but we're doing the best we can. And that's kind of the one thing that's kind of given us like a little bit of a routine because all of a sudden he, Ian and I are both all thrown off and we're sleeping in and trying to keep him off screens. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it takes a lot of effort to like go for a walk. We're off a little bit. Um, It's weird here, you know, people just like not doing, going out, like, Mm -hmm going to the store with like a mask on because you can only mm-hmm. like it's interesting though because you can you're like is that person smiling at me you have to like see everybody's emotions with their eyes but um I'm an introvert so it's not affecting me to that point <laughs> right where I'm like going crazy but like I'm a little scared of like the city opening up and stuff mm-hmm. yeah I'm worried that we're just gonna be right back right back where we were a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I rather just like stay in for another month instead of like go back to it. So mm-hmm. as long as we don't have to go back to school though, I'm like happy for that. Um, I wouldn't send Harvey back to school. Um, mm-hmm. if that was the case, um, he, we got into a new school anyways. So what school it's an all gifted school. So, um, I think the curriculum there is more of what Harvey needs. Mm-hmm. We're really excited about it. And he's very excited about it. He did not like his other school for whatever reasons. So this has given me that time to kind of be like set back and just really notice Harvey's behavior was so much different. Mm. He hasn't been back there. So yeah, that was concern. So it's, you know, some good has come out of it. So yeah, good. Mm-hmm. So how have you been feeling ever since you read Premka? Um, wow. I went through a whole like big process. <laughs> I feel like I went through all the stages of grief within about like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, so, so I, we talked and mm-hmm. I talked to some other people and I really, after getting so much input and like being online and there's a forum I'm a part of. After a few days of that, I was just like, I can't take in any more information. And I just want to have my own thoughts about this because everybody had their own very strong opinions. (sighs) So I kind of took some time, a few weeks, and I was just like, I don't want to talk to anybody about this. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to not do it, you know, just like all this turmoil. And then I decided I'm just going to listen to myself and be with myself. 
And, um, and I think that was really good. I think that was very wise of me. Um, very, yeah, just within myself to just be, be with that and to allow myself to go through those stages of grief. Cause then it took two weeks instead of two years or two decades, you know? Um, and I didn't rush anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then that article came out. Which one? The culty one? Yeah. The crazy one? Oh, I know. Yes. And I read that and that was like a whole <laughs> new like implosion. So then I, I did the same thing. I kind of dealt with that and um, sat with it. And I believe everybody who's come forward. Mm-hmm. I believe every word of it. And, um, yeah, now I'm, and that was really hard. And I kept teaching through that because I've, I believe in the teachings. And so it was really hard to show that's when we were actually out in the world, but it was very (laughs) difficult for a couple of weeks to show up for class and to be a representative of this tradition, you know? Yeah. Um, So then I started kind of changing things. Like I didn't mention, I used to every class mention Yogi Bhajan. Mm. Um, and I don't do that anymore. I stopped doing that. Um, I made other little changes. Um, like I, I don't go by city Kadam anymore because that's the name Yogi Bhajan gave me and it just doesn't feel good anymore. And so I'm back to Shannon, which I've always really liked anyway. So it's totally <laughs> fine. And, um, and I don't wear a head covering when I teach. So that's probably like the biggest, you know, um, step that's identifiable other than my name. But, um, but I know there's energetic benefits to wearing a head covering. So I'm guessing I probably will at some point go back to wearing one. At least it doesn't have to be a turban though, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. For now, I don't feel good about wearing one. So I'm just not. So just little things like that. And I'm, I'm researching, lightly. Um, some, some things that I've always wondered about, like pre Yogi Bhajan, where did this come from? And the answer I'm getting is it's a lot from there. There are some things from the Vedic traditions, which I've always loved too. And so kind of just knowing where things come from, I like that because when I started doing this, I didn't even know who Yogi Bhajan was. And what I got into this for and what attracted me is because it was an ancient tradition. Mm-hmm. And so like before I even knew about Yogi Bhajan, I love the practices. So I want to know where exactly do those practices come from and what has been changed by Yogi Bhajan. Um, those questions are really important to me and I don't have the answers yet. So I'm I'm hoping that more information comes forward and more kind of scholarly research is done. I have a few books from the Bihar School of Yoga mm. and some other places. Yeah, they're kind of the source for for Vedic information. Um, so I've been I've been flipping through those. They're kind of dense and very you know <laughs> serious, which is great. But I'm looking forward to time you know, I can spend with those because those are the questions I have, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that concerned me the most too. I was like, I can get over the fact that Yogi Bhajan wasn't perfect. 
and these horrible things happened. So I kind of just like threw my hands up in the air and was like, I don't know, you know, so many people make up different kinds of yoga now that I'm like, it's just happened for generations and generations. I don't know if you felt this way. And I know some people are just catching up and reading the book. We read the book right away, but I mean, Premka's book was so PG-13 compared to the other things that happened in the community. As much as I don't want people to like dive into this negativity or this sadness and just Mm -hmm. of abuse, I want people to know just this kind of, you know, dysfunctional relationship of like manipulation. It was, there were a lot of other abuses that went on that are just horrific. Horrific. Yeah, I too went through so many emotions and I was like, oh, I don't care about Yogi Bhajan, but I I think I did a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. like I alter like has pictures of people on their altar and like just having that sense or that spirit, I guess you could say. I never mentioned his name in the teachings really, unless I was doing a specific quote, but I never said as taught by Yogi Bhajan. Yeah. And I think that's part of the, you know, the... I don't want to say a good thing, but I think part of what's coming out of this is that then we're left more with our own agency and our own sovereignty. Like what works for us? What do we feel is really true Mm -hmm. and taking those things and moving forward and, you know, doing it in a balanced way, like some Kriyas I do, um, they, well, they all feel good, but some feel more attached to an ancient practice and ancient lineage and some feel like they had a lot of kind of his mark on them. And mm-hmm. so I'm gravitating more towards kind of the older Kriyas that are a little more straightforward in a way. Yeah. And they feel more authentic to an ancient practice to me. So I'm yeah. teaching more from those. Yeah. And then, you know, sitting with the mantras and like, what feels right? What do I want to share? What am I excited about sharing with people? And I think that's, that's what we can gain from this. And then coming back to like part of um, what I realized going through this whole process is through, through have, through considering Yogi Bhajan, my teacher, I sort of gave up some things, you know, I gave up the, the, um, the curiosity to question things and to question, is this a true ancient practice? I didn't do that. And that's on me. And that's something I'm definitely taking away from this. Like, where did I give away part of myself and just kind of rest in that comfort of having a teacher to rely on, to have done all the work already, you know? And then I sort of, I think I got a little lazy and I depended on that relationship to carry through things when that's something that I won't do again. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great self-realization. I I don't think a lot of people would think that way, but I also think that's part of uh, um, how that cult mentality starts. I don't, in my last podcast, I mentioned the book, All Is Coming. It's about Pajabi Joyce and the Ashtanga world. But the guy that writes it has been involved in cults and knows that dynamic of where like abuse just gets, you know, totally ignored and how people don't do that because someone tells them, oh, or whatever. Because right. I, I really had a problem with 
why aren't the higher ups in the Kundalini world saying anything? Or, you know, or like, why aren't a lot of other people saying anything? And this really made me judgmental. And I have really had to step back from this. Um, It was making me really sad. And I just had to worry about how I was feeling about everything and not worry about what others are saying. Everybody deals with everything in their own way. And I had to honor that. And this is kind of how I feel about the teachings too. I just had to kind of just let it go because I also didn't ask questions. I just, you know, I was told that they were an ancient practice that only royalty did. And I just left it at that. I didn't ask any questions or... I just, the, the teachings worked and that's all that mattered to me. It was so amazing that I just went with that. I never pushed or asked. And so, and I have been doing Kundalini Kriyas lately before I was just doing the meditations for like the last year and doing other types of yoga. And I just will tell you that nothing moves the energy like kundalini yoga it's just amazing and uh i had forgotten how powerful it is i was even doing um a class by someone i used to kind of judge because i always thought she was kind of a mixer and she didn't call the kriyas what they actually were and she would kind of put in her own things in there but you know what i'm not judging anymore um it was great I loved every single minute of it and it felt good and I felt great afterwards. Oh, go ahead. It, it kind of healed a lot of judgment for me because yeah, I was really judgmental of people who were like doing things not by the book and not wearing head coverings and things like that. So, and now mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, whatever works we you should care. do mm-hmm. because that's what this age is all about, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. 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 I absolutely agree. Are you still tuning in with Ognamo? I am. I tried not doing it for about a week. Mm-hmm. And then I found that I I like that resonance of the ong up through the, yeah. the brain. I missed that. I felt like that was a there was something there. So yeah. Yeah. I'm doing the I'm doing Ognamo and I'm doing the Mangala Chara Mantra still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really haven't changed that much about the basic class. Yeah, I still like follow the Kriyas to the letter. I still tune in. Um, I still do everything that I used to do. I think just some details for me have changed. Yeah. And um, have you had students ask you about it or are they more removed? um, Well, the students that I was seeing... um, when this all kind of came about, I had my local outside of my house classes then. And so I emailed everybody who came to class regularly and I let them know every step of the way, like what I had found out and, um, in, in as neutral a way as I could. And I offered to chat with people. And when it first came out, um, we, after class, a bunch of us stayed after probably like eight people stayed after class and wanted to chat about it. And we just, we just talked and it was really good. And we talked about, you know, things in society that mirror this and, 
you know, what can be done about it or not done and, you know, where the responsibility lies and a lot of good issues came up, but I've been very, Uh, yeah, with the local people here who, who were coming to class regularly, I was very like open with them because I didn't want anything. I didn't want more hidden things. You know, I didn't want to show up for one day with a secret, you know, that just didn't feel good at all. So I, I told them and I, and they asked me really good questions and they are so compassionate and kind. They were constantly like, and how are you? <laughs> so that was really, that was very nice, very generous of them. So, so yeah, it's been a whole, you know, process, but, um, you know, like with my monthly newsletter, I have, I've made the little changes that I've made, but I, I didn't feel a need. Well, I was going through my whole process, so I never wanted to like put anything out in a a big way Mm -hmm. until I kind of settled. And now I'm kind of settled, but still I don't, that's my newsletter is more about Vedic astrology. So I didn't feel this huge need to like, you know, say anything. I mean, anybody who knows me knows that I've changed my name. That's, that's a big deal, you know? So, yeah, Yeah. but I've been very, you know, happy to talk with people and share with people like what I've gone through and what, you know, what comes up and and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. The whole COVID-19 thing has really (laughs) overshadowed kind of like what's important too, like how we need to change the dynamics. And I think it already has changed. I mean, people are like, who has a guru anymore, you know, like that doesn't exist anymore. Having a safe environment is really important. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, our own personal responsibility comes in. Like we, we can all, we can all make, make the changes we need to make ourselves to keep ourselves in integrity and, and do all the things that we want to see out in the world and just do those on the micro level. Yeah. I I really think that that radiates out. It does make a change. But I think one of the one of the really depressing parts of this for me is that this is just another story. This is just another another instance of a teacher who was considered a great teacher and had a huge following of people who has been exposed and has done terrible mm. things. And, I and know. it's just another instance. Mm-hmm. I so know that's, that brought up for me the feeling of n- feeling very naive and um, kind of stupid that I spent all this money on all these teachings and I just dove into it without asking any questions. Like as we've got, like you said, going through the levels of grief or anger mm-hmm. or whatever it was. I, I don't feel that way anymore, but I did for a minute just feel really, so I had to go mm-hmm. and I know everybody's been going through that. It's just, uh, yeah, yeah. I had some little moments of that and I was like, okay. And I've dedicated my whole life to this for like yeah. 18 years mm-hmm. and gone to all these trainings and everything. And I had a moment where I was like, oh my gosh, was that really stupid of me? And then I was like, you, I'm not, I'm not resting there. I'm going to, I'm going to move on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I had, had to, uh, go back and realize that I'm such a different person to me, but yeah, but I think that's the bottom line is the teachings work. 
the teachings are good. The teachings work. And that's why I'm still, you know, why Mm -hmm. I still have my books and why I still have my classes because my life is better because I did this practice for so Mm -hmm. long and I'll continue to do it. And then the person, I mean, this is like the transition from the Piscean to Aquarian age, the person Mm -hmm. associated with it doesn't matter. It's now it can just be about the teachings, which I am so excited about. I'm Mm -hmm. so excited to see what's going to happen and how things are going to unfold. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering that too. Cause a few weeks ago, I'm like, no more three HO, no more KRI for me. I was just totally turned off by everything and everything they represent. How are you feeling about these institutions? So I'm still waiting. I'm waiting. I've heard encouraging things and I know that they're rewriting the level one manual right oh, now. They are. Yes, awesome. it should, from the last newsletter I got, it should be um, ready in the fall, which is, that is a very quick rewrite. So they're, I think they're really, they're doing work, but I still, um, I want to see where they ultimately land, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I still, I am encouraged by things I've seen online and with the, in the third party investigation, that's very encouraging to me, but, um, but yeah, I still am. I still want to wait and see because I everything's not done yeah. yet. You know. Yeah. When yeah. everything's kind of a little more resolved, then I'll I'll reevaluate. But for now, I'm very encouraged, and I'm still, you know, I'm still part of teacher trainings and things like that. And if things keep moving in the direction they're moving with the efforts they made, then I'll continue with those things. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to hear. I can't imagine what the new manual will look like. Yes. I mean, it's so, there's, it's so, I mean, Kundalini yoga and your teachings are just so entrenched with Yogi Bhajan. Like I don't, it's going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. So I'm just, you know, um, waiting to see yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. And if yeah. they, if they, if it comes out that, um, sorry, I'm, pe- I'm petting my dog and then I've got like fur oh. everywhere. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, if they land at a position that I'm not comfortable with, I won't be part of those organizations anymore, or part of that teacher training or anything. But for now, I'm, I'm still on board because they're making some good, what I feel like are some, some positive, you know, changes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I didn't know that. I haven't really, um, I don't even think I'm on their mailing list anymore, so I haven't been getting anything. And I got off all the forums, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, how do you feel about the people burning their books and going just completely extreme? Yeah, well, we all have to do what we have to do. You know, I really, I... Yeah, as long as people are following what they feel is the right thing for them, they should they should do what they feel is right. Yeah. I'm like, I don't hate my manuals and my teachings. Yeah. Interesting, just the extremes that people were yeah. feeling through this. So Yeah. Yeah, it's it's surprising, but um I I hope for, you know, when I hear about, you know, stories like that, I'm I always hope that there's something else that they're going, some other practice they're going to start doing, because I think it 
to have this strong daily practice and then do nothing could be very jarring for people. And I just, I hope they find something else that they're, you know, interested or excited about, or, you know, even a prayer to say every day or a mantra to say every day from any tradition. I hope they find something because, um, yeah, that could be very shocking (laughs) to do anything and then to do nothing with that wouldn't feel fantastic for me. I know that getting the Kundalini withdrawals. (gasps) Yeah. But yeah, I think any, any practice that you feel good about is perfect. Mm -hmm. It's just like a different variety. Yeah. And well, I did my last, um, episode because people were asking me, yeah, I'm glad you did cast. And then I guess they noticed I may have been like, I posted something Kundalini. So they were like, what are you doing? I feel stuck. Like a lot of people are feeling stuck. They don't like, I can't remember what meditation I was doing before all of this, but during the time it just didn't feel good anymore. So I kind of went back old school again, just made me feel really good and safe. And like all those feelings of when I first found the practice and that kind of set me up again. How do you feel about people saying that if we continue doing this practice or continue teaching this practice that we are, um, how did people put it? That we are continuing the abuse some people were saying that he used the meditations to manipulate people, that the teachings are tainted, so to speak. Um, do you think that is true? How do you feel about this? Um, heard much about that, but I don't feel like that has to be true. Yeah. You yeah. know, like if I intention is so important. If I go, go forward with the intention, like I'm sharing these ancient teachings to, um, so other people's lives can be happy and better, happier and better. I don't see how any harm can come of that. Yeah. I don't feel like he has some like evil hold on these teachings, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the intention from from which we're sharing, I feel like that's the important thing, and I just I can't concern myself with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just bringing up all these little things that I heard that like kind of planted yeah. a little seed in me when I was feeling kind of frantic about this whole thing. I yeah. I did read in that book, um, All Is Coming, about you know kind of the cultish behavior, or have you thought at all about like the cult aspect of what people say about Yogi Bhajan? I mean, we obviously weren't part yeah. of that. We're like down, but like right, that- yeah, yeah. I didn't really. I had heard like people would ask me, "Is this a cult?" And I was like, "No, it's not a cult." But I didn't live in Espanola, so I feel like I've had a much different yeah. experience than a lot of people. But yeah, I think if you put together a lot of the pieces, then there there's a good argument there. Mm. I don't know if it was or not, but like reading Premka's book, I didn't and then this article that came out after, I didn't realize I knew that there was a an unequal power dynamic. I mean, that uh, that is with any teacher, student, you know, especially like a teacher of a lot of people. But I didn't realize what a really messed up power dynamic there was until I read her book and I read that article. And then, 
yeah, that got me thinking like, I'm glad I am living where I live. I'm glad that I didn't, you know, move to Española or anything like that, or get more involved than I did, because then I think I'd, I might have more resentment. I might have more questions right now, but I didn't realize that things were as they were. I didn't know. Okay. Well, why do people think that Right, is interesting. We talked about this too, where he sent everybody's children's away. Like he was controlling people by breaking up families and separating families as well. That's another, that's interesting to me. And people were still doing it. I mean, we know people. (laughs) Well, and there was pressure to even me being, you know, kind of an outsider ish type person. Yeah. I had strangers come up to me and ask me why my daughter wasn't at Mary Pity. That's crazy. Because she's her own person. She doesn't want to go. She's not a Sikh. Yeah. And some people even pushed me further and Mm -hmm. told me all the benefits of it and things like that. And it was very uncomfortable. That is one that probably is like the most pressure I've gotten for something. I, I had clearly like ended the conversation with people several times and they just kept at me. Like, why aren't, why isn't she there? What do you have against it? Like they would, they wanted to know like specific reasons why my daughter wasn't going to school where they wanted her to go to school. And that was always so, that was probably the most invasive thing and the most negative experience I had with all of this was that question people felt free to ask me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I never went up to people who had their kids in Mary Pity and say like, why are they there? I wouldn't right. question another parent's, you know, and some kids had wonderful experiences there. Some kids had okay. Some kids had bad experiences mm-hmm. there. But really bad Yeah. Yeah. But I always found that to be the most off-putting thing in the whole tradition was how like I was questioned about that. Yeah. You just don't do that. Um, And I really don't see the benefit of not being with your parents. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I don't. And like Kundalini is supposed to be this loving, you know, thing. And then you're separated from your understood that. So that's, that's a whole other thing in itself that I thought was really interesting. And like, since this Yogi Bhajan thing came out, there have been just really horrific stories that have come out about this. It may just blow over. I don't know. I, oh, well, um, I think there'll be some changes, <laughs> changes at least in the, in the organizations, you know, mm-hmm. um, There has to be, right? There has to be. I hope there are. I think there will be. I think we'll see a lot of changes. But I don't know how much of a basic structure of a class is going to change, you know, or how it's going to feel differently than it did before. Because, you know, it's just everything I come back to is like when I'm done practicing for the day, I feel amazing. (laughs) I know. You know? (laughs) I there's know. definitely there's something ancient there there's something true there and that's what I'm that's what I want to share with people yeah okay go ahead well I feel like this is like a process of discernment for me yeah you know discerning what I want to keep discerning what 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 are details and what what is the real stuff what's what's the real true authentic practice 
What are details that I can make decisions about? That's the discerning process for me now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, those types of like the hardcore structure and Kundalini, like I know mm-hmm. a lot of the more modern teachers don't make you sign that thing at the end. You know, you're not going to eat meat. You're not going to drink alcohol. But even though like I had that freedom of not to do that, there was something instilled in me that made me feel like a bad yogi. If I had a glass of wine, yeah. there's those little things um, that I've just like, whatever. I'm like, I might do a Kundalini Kriya and then have a glass of wine. <laughs> like, you know, right. just like doing whatever I feel is right. Feels good just to not be rigid. Doesn't and it? So, mm-hmm. It's yeah. so much more relaxing. Yeah. So going back a little bit, how do you feel about people like really not opening up and talking about this? Well, I think we all have to do what we need to do. And I mean, I know I went through my whole process and that process for some people could be a lot longer or it could be, you know, more subtle and they don't really have anything to say, you know, Mm -hmm. I think we just have to make our own decisions. Yeah. So that was like concerning. And I listened to a podcast the other day and they mentioned that, like, why aren't these higher ups talking about this? Like, mm-hmm. isn't it, their, isn't it kind of their responsibility um, being more transparent? Yeah. I mean, transparency is always good. If a person feels like it's time, I think not enough time has gone by. This is like a huge whirlwind followed by the whole COVID quarantine whirlwind, you know, Maybe we all need more time, but yeah, I do. I, I am, I want to know who, who is still supporting Yogi Bhajan full force. I don't really want to take a class from that person, you know? So that's as, and, and I don't have judgment about that person. That's just not a person I would want to learn something from. So that's kind of where I am. But I think as right. as time right. goes on, it will be very apparent if somebody is very strongly on one side or the other, you know, mm-hmm. and especially I think some people are waiting until this independent investigation is over and the results of that and how it was done and, you know, the, the whole, the full effect of that before they come out with a, with something or fully make their own decision. But yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a good way of putting it. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I mean, there were, there were people definitely put out some stuff that they were supporting Yogi Budget and it just made me so judgmental and like, I just really had to step back and I was like, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, can you still support Yogi Bhajan and believe the victims? I don't know. I don't, I don't think know so. But, yeah. but you know, I think I think that's maybe like where I'm trying to see it. Like, you know, they still want to support Yogi Bhajan and his quotes and his teachings and the practice, but maybe they still do believe, you know, the victims. But to me. It's showing me that they're not believing the victims by still being hardcore, not taking the Yogi Bhajan pictures down and still quoting him on social media, things like that, you know, saying bad things about Pamela, victim shaming. Yeah, yeah. I am not okay with that at all. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't like this victim shaming or any like shade of it. There are shades of it going on, um, of victim shaming, which I am not in support of. Go ahead. And also, I think we are, we're all, we're, we're entitled to our own processes, you know, and I, I feel like some more time has to go on because I think some people who came out at first saying like, no, I fully support Yogi Bhajan. Maybe they've changed their minds and it's going to take a lot to, it's, it's a big humbling too, to say I was wrong, but we all didn't have all the information right off the bat. So I think I, I feel like, feel like the truth always comes out. The truth. I mean, obviously the truth (laughs) is coming out. And I think where people land, that truth will kind of rise up as more time has gone on. Cause it's just, when did this all surface? Like February, was it? Yeah. I think it was yeah. February. Yeah. And we're only at the end of March. Mm-hmm. Oh God. It seems so long ago, but it-, <laughs> it seems like a year or two. And then I have to look at like my judgment of people who don't have the same opinion that I have. It's hard. It's really hard. It's yeah. really hard. I know it is hard, and that's why I kind of want to join with the like-minded people that have my opinion and try not to judge and just really take things and move forward. And I think what really matters is how we move forward with this. Yes, this will this will save people, I think. And yeah, I was talking with my daughter, and I... I think one of the the gifts of this is she saw me go through the, I've been in this the whole time she's been alive. Yeah. You know, so she can, she can see certain things and maybe this will save her from, from joining up with something or, you know, save her in some way or, or heighten her perception of these sorts of things and these sorts of manipulations mm-hmm. too. So yeah. maybe that's the thing that can come out of this too. I mean, I actually was afraid to talk about it at first. Screw it. I'm not going to be afraid of other people. Yeah. They, so yeah, I right. think it's good that we're talking about it. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. So do you have anything else to add that you wanted to talk about that? I don't think so. I think just, you know, for me, it's about just focusing on the teachings and continuing to learn on my own, which I should have been doing all along, doing my own research, you know? Um, Yeah, but I'm I'm excited to see where this takes us. I think Mm -hmm. that some, some interesting, exciting new things can come about as a result of this. It's like, it's opening everything up now, Mm -hmm. which is exciting. I think so too. And like we were talking about the rigidness of it and just being more just free and open to what's going to come. Thank you for joining us today. And if you like this episode and this podcast, please subscribe to Aquarian Living and leave us a review. We would love to hear from you and hope you join us for the next episode.